You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business Women Australia podcast. The podcast for ambitious women who are serious about business success and leadership development. Keen to increase their knowledge and skills. And welcome to another episode of Business Women Australia podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and podcast strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. Now, my guest says, establishing yourself as a voice in your industry through book publishing is one of the most powerful tools women can use to gain credibility, respect and a voice at the table. She goes on to say, in fact, it may be one of the most powerful steps towards a better balance, especially in Australia's boardrooms and management in what we consider male-dominated industries. And joining me on today's show is Bev Ryan. Bev is a non-fiction book coach as well as a book production manager with career coaching skills and she loves to work with self-determining professional and business women who have a desire to connect with their world in a meaningful and impactful way through publishing. Now on today's show Bev's going to share how establishing yourself in your industry, your voice in your industry through publishing a book is one of the most powerful tools you can use to gain your credibility, your respect and even a voice at the table. Also the confidence to see your as an author and gain clarity about what book that you could publish and for whom, as well as learn a little bit about the publishing process. It's logical, it has a timeline and gain a deeper understanding that even you can do it, even if you don't yet know you can. So welcome to the show, Bev. Thanks for having me, Anne-Marie. That's a big, that's a big announcement, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We've got we've got some big shoes to fill, and I know that you're going to do that well because you've um, certainly been working in this industry and helping a lot of uh, women get the message out of their heads into a book and impacting the lives of of many. I always love to give an opportunity to guests to share a little bit of a background because I think the story that led you to where you are now is um, it really provides some deeper uh, value around why you and why now a book. So, Bev Ryan, how did you get to where you are today, the snapshot version? Well, the snapshot version was, I guess, finding my way into publishing. So, um, you know, the career-changing moment or career-changing time in my life was when I knew I didn't want to teach anymore. Um, there's a lot of women can relate to this and a lot of men also, I acknowledge, um, in my mid-40s. And I really searched for that thing that I could do that really... Um, pulled on all of my talents and I really had to identify those before I could even figure out what to do. So anyway, I discovered publishing. So my first step into self-publishing was to publish a magazine in 1997 and um, ironically called Work From Home, which is now a huge topic. So, um, But at the time it was really just a, the start of that trend and I just discovered publishing to be a process which really called on lots of different skills and the result of it um, was raising my profile, recognition, credibility, all of those things that I now hopefully um, help my clients to achieve. 
Mm. Thank you for sharing that because often when we are, and I'm sure you have this time and time again when you're working with a client and you ask them some questions, what do you want to write about? And it's like, well, I don't know what I could possibly write about. I know that there's a message inside of me. But having you explain kind of the journey really depicts for us that that's something that we need to also look at too. What has what has led us along the path to where we are now today and being able to get clarity certainly around that. You mentioned yourself that as you started to publish more, people started to recognize, um, see you as a credible expert, as someone that was, you know, that had an authority and, and voice in that particular area. What were some of the things that we need to think about if someone is sitting there listening or watching today thinking, yeah, I do want to write a book. I've been talking about that for for, for long, the longest time. Where is a good place to start? What should they start thinking about? Well, I think part of the part of the wonderful part of processing is at the early stages. Really, it forces people to clarify what their main message is. Mm. And I'm sure you know a lot of what I do with women is very similar to what you do with women with a, starting a podcast. I was even starting a business so that the clarity that women get when they have to decide, well, if I'm going to write a book, it's got to be around a certain topic. What's that topic going to be? What do I, how do I want the world to see me? What do I want to spend my time doing? Who do I want to spend my time working with? And the clarity that's necessary before they even start publishing is really beneficial. Yes. And if I just continue on there, and I'm talk about this later if you'd rather but I just spent day last week updating my website with the authors that I've worked with and the books they produced so in that process I had to do a little little bio of the author and, and what the book's about mm. and that page on my website now I was looking at it yesterday and think my goodness that that page just shows other women exactly how a book could fit into their business yes because that's who I work with is business women professional women and so in the process of deciding what to book, what book to write, those women have really made some big decisions about who they are, where they want to go, uh, who, who they want to work with and what do they want to be seen for. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that and that's something that um, I know in my work and I know a lot of other people who are working with, we'll say knowledge-based individuals. So they've got a body of knowledge, a body of expertise, and now they really want to impact the world in a bigger way. And of course, you can support them in getting that into a book, not getting clarity around what's the goal in mind? Where do I want to position myself? How is it going to impact the business? Because if they haven't done that, you hear a lot of people that, well, I want to write a book. If you want to write a book because it's a memoir, yeah, great, do that. But I think a lot of the people that you work with too are change makers, and they really do want to make an impact. And so you need to spend time. And I, I think, you know, so often we want to dive in and we want to just start writing, but there's a, a lot of process before that because when we do it well, that's when we really can build our credibility. What are some of the things that some of your authors have, uh, have been able to experience the achievements just through doing that, taking the time and authoring their book? Do you just want to share just a couple of things? You don't necessarily need to name names, but just some of the opportunities that are now, uh, open to them because they've authored a book mm. um, oh gosh I, I, I've got my website here I'll just flip my page open and still give a reference to some of the names um, I know there's a lawyer in Sunshine Coast uh, she in law she worked you know she obviously do many things but she really loved doing family law and she loves to be able to help families sort out 
um, issues during a separation and keep them out of court. That's really, truly her passion. It's really a heartfelt passion. So she wrote a book called it, and she called it Who Gets the Dog? And we did this beautiful little, we found a lovely little picture of a dog with paint spots on him, like children had been playing with the dog. And the title, with the title, Who Gets the Dog? It just added a lovely, sort of a warm but serious, it's a serious book, but it really has endeared her to many people who see the cover, read the book and feel like, yes, I trust this woman with this really difficult process that we're going through because they could see that, that she's got their best intentions in in her mind. So, you know, yeah. that's one really big thing. Yeah. So there's, there's stories. Oh, absolutely. And you know why I love and, you know, certainly bring up some more if, if um, mm. you feel that it, it, it adds value, because one of the first things that often happens, and I'm sure you've you've experienced this maybe yourself, but also heard other women. Well, I can't really. Who am I to even share my voice? Mm. Um, who am I to even start writing to think that I can add value? But one of the things that you've just said with this uh, client of yours she was able to build a level of trust with people because I'm sure they read her story and probably could see that there were aspects of this woman's life, career, expertise, that she understood what they were going through. And I think a book does so much, so much of that, that building of awareness, building credibility, but also trust and empathy. Speaking about trust, I think with what's going on in the world and all of the, you know, the, the, the stuff that we hear and read and see and we're constantly bombarded, being able to put your story, your journey or whatever it is that you actually put into the pages of the book can help build that know, like and trust, yes? And that's so important in today, yes? Definitely. I mean, yeah. and I think that's what um, particularly business women, professional women, they have to kind of let their guard down a little bit and realise that actually we really do, we really do want to know the real yeah. you that has that expertise and Catherine has you know, wonderful expertise in law but she didn't write the book as a lawyer. She wrote the book as a woman, a mother who happens to know about law who can help other people go through a really difficult time and I think that's how we have to approach the, a non-fiction book and not make it too sort of academic, dry, whatever. The human element has to always be there. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because this is something else and I'd love you to speak into this. You know, we will often have a, a number and I'm sure years of experience and she probably did in the area of law. Now, if she were to include in her book all of the, the jargon and the terminologies, we would probably just stare at the pages and go, I have no idea what she's writing about. So weaving the story in from more of a a, a deeper connection so that people can read it and actually understand yes. what she's saying because there's a message. That's really what you're talking about here too, isn't it? It's not some document that sits there and is just so confusing but one that really connects at a far deeper level, yes? Yes, and at the planning of your book, that's why it's really important to really get clarity on who your audience is and don't make assumptions where the, where the reader is at. You really have to understand where the reader's at. So I'm mean, using that same book, um, who's, Who Gets the Dog. Somebody who ends up reading that book probably quite, you know, they're quite stressed and emotional and unhappy. So that's where your reader is when they start. You really have to understand that and write to that, uh, not just, as you said, not just an academic step one, step two, step three. Yeah, you unless it's that's the purpose and that's the outcome of your book, mm -hmm. to write an academic type of book. Yeah, I yeah. love that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that you also speak into an area of finding confidence. You say see the confidence or help build confidence to see themselves as an author and gain clarity around what book you could publish and for whom. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think as we started to talk about book publishing, if this is the first time anyone has, or maybe they haven't yet authored a book, I bet you if we were speaking opposite the table that, oh, I can't write a book, it really starts first in recognising that, hang on, maybe I can do that because they can. Let's talk a bit, a little bit about this because I think this is often one of the main barriers that people don't actually think that they can write a book. Would that be a fair assumption? Yeah, definitely. And I just I think that's the big difference between fiction and non-fiction. And part of the reason I focus on fiction and probably increasingly memoirs is that uh, a non sorry fiction non-fiction get it right. I focus on non-fiction uh, because it is a fairly logical process and it has to be written well. It has to be engaging, of course. Whereas a fiction book re relies on a story that has to be structured and a background, a backdrop that has to be painted. You know, it's a very complex process and I definitely don't feel qualified to uh, guide people with fiction writing at this stage, so I don't, I don't sort of go there. But I think when people think write a book, that's what they're thinking, oh, God, I have to write a fiction book or I have to write as something that's very complicated. If you're in business or a professional and you want to write a book that will enhance, enhance your business or your career or whatever, you, first of all, just choose to write about what you know. Um, in the process of doing that, you might have to do some research. And, look, honestly, writing a book is a, bit, it's a huge, um, it's very educational. Mm. It's great. It's a fabulous process. And yeah. um, so you'll learn what you don't know now you'll learn. And um, it, it is a, a step-by-step -step process. And I guess as a book coach, that's really where I that's what I would do it was help people at the start of that till they get the confidence to see okay yeah okay I've got something to say and it doesn't have to be presented in a complex way sometimes mm. the simplest books are the most powerful yeah as long as the message is clear and targeted to the right people yeah. yeah, and that's where someone such as yourself could be really helpful. And especially to accountability. I know um, I, I wrote a book last year and published it, and it really was to create the system and the processes, get it out of my head and onto paper so that I could share it, teach it. And as you say, it's a huge learning um, opportunity because it, it it enables you and forces you, if you will, to, to get a sequence, to make sure it's logical, to make sure that it is sequential and the steps make makes sense and so let's share a little bit about um the publishing process because you say that it is logical and it does have a timeline um share a little bit more about that because sometimes we also have miss we we we, we assume certain things but that's not necessarily correct when it comes to publishing mm -hmm. a book so share a little bit more about that too okay so before i, I sort of drill down into the final part i just I guess the way, easiest way for, for me to explain it, there's kind of three stages. There's this planning stage, which will take as long as you want to let it take, um, but you can get a book planned pretty thoroughly within, you know, a month or so. Um, then there's the writing stage. Now, you're the only person that's got control of the writing stage, but, you know, that relies on you setting deadlines, having accountability, finding a way to make yourself work through that process. So that's stage two. Then stage three is the publishing stage, which is, where you hand over your completed manuscript to an editor. So I generally advise people to leave about three months for that. And, again, we're talking about self-publishing. 
if you were to work with a traditional publisher and they publish the book for you, they will take a lot longer. And that's one of the benefits of self-publishing. So you've got control of that. It will happen faster. If you want to change something as you're going, you just change it. You don't have somebody else dictating what your cover's going to look like or, or whatever. So, so within that publishing phase, there's the editing, there's book cover design, there's page layout. So when your book cover and your page layout come together, um, then there's the production phase, which is printing. Uh, many people still get print run done by a traditional printer, but they also look at putting their book online for Amazon sales. So generally about three months, I'd allow three months for that. If you've got somebody guiding you through that and helping you sort it out. Yeah. So if you think of the typical author journey from, as you said, there's three stages, planning, writing, publishing, all going well, and we don't get stuck in that, you know, procrastination because I, I remember I think my office was the cleanest, my drawers were the cleanest and all sorted when I went to write because it was like, I think I need to go clean that. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we will, we've all had that, that people have written a book. What would be a good timeline? I mean, I know that's as how long is a piece of string, but if you think back, do you have kind of a, is it 12 months? Is it 18 months? Uh, it's, yeah, it obviously depends greatly on what people have with in their um, in their schedules, but 12 months is very doable. 12 yes. months is something that won't stress you out too much. I really don't believe in putting, pe putting people under stress too much. Um, yeah. But if someone's got a, a clear um, timetable, they can definitely write a book in one or two months if they've got the time to do that. Um, yeah. But then once they've done the writing phase, then, as I said, if they work with somebody else to help them produce the book, somebody mm. else then takes it off their shoulders. But they're still involved very much in every decision-making process because they are the self-publishers. So um, the editor will do their work, but the, the author has to... Um, okay, I'd approve it, check it, all of those things. Same with design. So, mm. I think if somebody thought, well, I'll write a book in like 2020, so we're up to April already, which I can't believe. Um, mm. It's doable if you've got time to put your head down and do some work here. Yeah. And of course, now we're in a, a, a almost like a forced break, aren't we, yeah. for many people? Mm -hmm. So, now is a great opportunity to at least get the book idea out of your head. If I think back, and maybe just ask you, when you think back to the times where you um, were working with authors and around the planning and the writing stage, did you find when they did spend real solid time focusing on the planning, and I'd imagine that would include things like, well, obviously the book, the framework, the different chapters, and they started to get ideas into what I'm going to talk about, when they get clear on that, it allowed the writing to flow more because the structure is there. That helps, oh, doesn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Well, it kind of has to be there. Um, like if you're writing fiction or non-fiction, you kind of got to know where you're going. I know some fiction writers apparently don't really know where they or well, they may have an end in mind, but they're not sure how they're going to get there. But I think when you're writing non-fiction, um, you do need to have that sort of like the start, the, the direction you're going and the end point mm. now that may change as you write but that's the point if you never start writing it's never going it's never yeah. going to happen so yeah. be prepared to have a plan and a structure but also be prepared to find out as you're writing that oh I need to add extra or I need to move that around or that doesn't make sense anymore you know that, so it's always a you know, work in progress 
Yeah, absolutely. What would you say to someone then that is in the process of getting an idea uh, out? And because some people really get stuck on on that, um, some things that maybe some exercises that you've shared just to start getting that thought process rolling. The reason I ask that is that often we we look at the end in mind, which is obviously to have this published book, and we you know the credibility and everything, but to even have someone reach out to you and say, Bev, I really need your help. They're stuck because, you know, there's certain things that they're very much fixated on and some of those things may not even necessarily be true. I mean, you spoke about self-publishing and you spoke about going with um, a, a publishing house or something like that. Are there some typical misassumptions or mistruths that often even stop people from starting to get pen to paper or start to, to write down a framework because they just don't know that that's no longer true or it's not mm -hmm. no longer relevant. Are there some areas in that that you want to share? Yeah. I, I think um, people, I think some people think they have to be a writer in order to publish a book um, so they may not see themselves as writers or they'll, or they'll see other people, uh, well, you know, people, writers who've sold lots of books and think, well, I can never do that. Those same people started somewhere. They started where they are. And, again, I'm not comparing nonfiction with fiction writers. And I think the other mis mistake sometimes people make with a nonfiction book related to their business is they yeah. think of it in terms of the book sales. It's really not about sales. Mm. If, you regard, if you're going to measure your success as, a, as an author in the space that I work um, in terms of book sales, you're probably going to be quite disappointed. But yeah. if you measure your success by... Um, how that book has opened up other opportunities and enabled you to connect with people in places you may not have ever connected with or got you invited to speak somewhere like on your podcast, for example, or at conventions or whatever that you would not have done otherwise. That's the success of your book. Yes. And, and from that will flow ongoing business hopefully. And, and that's why, again, it's so important to have the right book because if your book doesn't do that for you, if it does not lead to ongoing business in some shape or form, it's kind of been a bit of a waste of time. Yeah. I uh, If I have a look at, at, at how my book kind of come, came about, I created a program first, then I wrote the book, and after I wrote the book and I'm thinking, this is good because things evolve, doesn't it, over time? Then I went back and added, you know, added content and so very much aligns. And I love that that's what you're saying because it really can support you in building your business, building your, your profile, but also when you're starting to work with clients, a really solid learning for them because some people like to read, have a book, even if it's an ebook, have something there alongside how you're supporting them. And I think it really adds value. Would you say that that was probably one of the most common areas where people let themselves down is that they haven't spent enough time really thinking about how how am I going to be able to leverage this book mm -hmm. as part of growth, get opportunities to speak, use it in programs. And so they focus just on sales. But if they're just focusing on sales, unless they become the, the next, I don't know, some authors who are just very well known, which can take years to get to that level, they unfortunately will leave a lot of opportunity on the table. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, writing a book takes time. So it's an awful lot of uh, wasted time if your book doesn't quite fit. It's like a, it should be part of the puzzle. Like your book, your your business should have you in the centre or core of it. And you might have services and programs and all sorts of different things that you provide. So your book really should funnel people back 
put it to you, and it's a little bit like, uh, as you said before, it's just establishing that point of trust with people that um, this person does know what they're talking about. I like the way they express things. I feel like connect could connect with this author. And that just goes back to one of your other questions. Uh, sometimes people will look at maybe go into a bookstore and look at business bookshelf and think, oh, my God, every topic has been covered by all these different authors. You know, who am I to have a voice? I've got nothing new to say. All of those self-doubt things that we're all very good at doing to ourselves. And, you know, I did the same when I started my first magazine. I mean, oh my God, you know, you go to a magazine rack back then anyway, late 90s, and you've got Oprah Winfrey and Ida Buttress, big, big names. Um, but I realised, well, they're big names, they're big budgets, that's not me. I'm not competing with these people. I was actually providing an alternative voice Um things that those big magazines weren't covering, which was really home-based business. So, mm. And even if you are running a book about the same topic as other people, just put your personal, put you, put you into the book. Um, I'm sitting here looking at my other screen and a book I worked on recently was with Caroline um, Jean-Baptiste, who is a mm. mortgage, uh, mortgage broker with her own business and her book is called Buy That House, a really great title, Buy That House, a really strong book cover. And the subtitle, I just look away because I'm looking at the subtitle. Um, How kick ass women buy the first home. So, I read it properly. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. How kick ass women make it happen. That's it. That's, that was, and that's how Carolyn talks like that. She's a really high energy woman. Yeah. And she's she, typical of the sort of women she loves to work with. She's a mum of uh, four. She's got herself financially sorted. Uh, she shares her own story in the book, which is really important because she was not always financially sorted. So she's writing a book for women just like her maybe 10 years ago. And yes. what a better way for women to say, yeah, okay, she sounds like me, I can relate to this. Um, yeah. I feel like I've gone a bit off track there. But, <laughs> but no, no, what I love about that is that you've really confirmed what we're saying in the example with, with how that client is working and, and you, using, leveraging her book. You know, so often I think this is really where... It, it confirms what you said earlier was you've got to get clear on what is the outcome that you want from your book. Are you wanting fame? Fame, you know, you want to be in the bestsellers, you want to be on, you know, the front bookshelves in the, the I think there's airport placements or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you want that, that's a whole other aspect. A whole, But if you want your book to make an impact with potential clients, current clients, you want to use that as, you know, an opportunity to get and, and speak on stages, virtual stages at the moment. But when we get back um, and things will get back, it'll look a little bit different, but it will get back and use it to open the doors in that way, then, you know, you, you can really then shape the book and your strategy to be able to do that. Let's just talk about um, if you will, the difference between self-publishing and maybe going with a traditional publisher, because sometimes there's 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 often thought around. Well, I need to go with a traditional publisher rather than self-publishing because a lot of benefits. Whereas I I believe from what I've heard, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the author still needs to do a lot of platform building, and a lot more falls on the you, you know you as the author than what perhaps many years ago the the publisher may have done a traditional publisher anyway do you want to speak a little bit into that yeah definitely the publishing traditional publishing scene has changed a lot I was never a part of that so I'm not speaking from that side from that side of the industry but um, 
because of the it's because of the ease now for people to self-publish or to raise their own visibility through social media and whatever it is very easy or not easy but it's possible for people to uh, get a following under their own uh, with their own, under their own steam and publishers really interested in those people because the those potential authors have done a lot of work themselves so mm. a publishing house can kind of check them out and see whether their, you know, their message is clear, they've got a, an audience, there's potential for them to, potential for a publishing house to work with uh, an author like that and for, their, to, for it to be financially beneficial to all parties. And I think mm. with a traditional publishing house, that's obviously their main concern is how yeah, they're going to make money out of it. Um, yeah. So it's pretty competitive out there. It's mm. not easy just to get straight for an unknown person to go straight to a publishing house there are um, agents who will help make that happen but still you you're got a business or whatever you have to have done a fair bit of work yourself before you even approach yeah. that as an option we are living in such exciting times that and dare i say it and don't come back and comment me to me if you are a publishing house or you're part of mainstream media but the tools that as businesses now we have access to we can build our own media platforms our own tv studios our own you know get self-published you have our own podcast we can stream now and use a lot of the technology and build i love the way you said your own platform with your own audience who loves what you do who resonates with what you stand for and then who will absolutely want to read everything that you publish, who will want to participate in the programs that you launch. And I think what you were saying earlier, we just want to re-emphasise re that, is your book opens doors to working with clients, to speaking opportunities, what have you. And I think a traditional publishing house gets their revenue through pub, through sales of, you know, sales of books, book sales, whereas you, if you self-publish, you can then leverage that and get clients, you know, through um, through that book, book sales for sure. So there's a lot more different revenue streams, I'd imagine, that can come off the back of publishing a solid book that is really adding value, expertise and, and solutions to an area that your ideal clients are struggling with, yes? Definitely. And if I've got time, I'll just share a platform that some people haven't heard of before. It's called Publishizer, which is spelled P-U-B-L-I-S-H-I-Z-E-R. And it's a crowdfunding platform. So you can basically go onto this platform and put together an offer where you are basically pre-selling your book, but you can wrap other products and services around the book. So you might set up a crowdfunding platform where you might sell your book for $20 pre-sell but then you might also pre-sell a book plus a coaching program for a thousand dollars or whatever and it's a normal crowdfunding platform where you have to draw people to it but also plugged into that platform now are publishing houses that will watch what's going on and if you self-promote to a point where you've sold something like 500 books or pre-sold 500 mm. books or something like that you'll get offers from you may get offers from publishing houses to come in and actually publish um, your book for you. Now, just on my podcast, a week or so ago, I talked to an author who lives in Costa Rica, um, Emily Pereira, and she successfully crowdfunded her book, mm. plus got a publishing deal out of it through that platform. So you know, it's possible to do all sorts of interesting things. 
Yeah, today. absolutely. Fantastic. Well, I think we've covered almost every single topic and reason why if a book is something that you've been thinking about now is, you know, better time, no better time than to uh, to get pen to paper, to get fingers to on to the keyboard and get ideas ready to, um, to be able to work towards. So, Bev, share a little bit more about how people can reach out to you, find out about how you might be able to support them, please. Oh, thank you. Well, my uh, I published a book called Smart Women Publish. So I have a website with that name as well, smartwomenpublish.com. And there you'll find the book. And the book itself is a really, it's really, it's a how-to book. Now I've sort of had to write a book because that's what I help people do. So it's a, apart from being a useful book to help you with self-publishing, it's also a, kind of a model that you could use to see how it's put together. Um, and I did, I've got your know, book coaching services, all sorts of things. So it's all there on, the, on that one website. My podcast is on that website as well. And I think you'll find some of those really interesting. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, thanks once again for coming on the show. And uh, who knows, next time we catch up, there may be lots of other women who have stepped out and uh, become authors and certainly impacting the world in a much bigger way through, uh, through their books. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thank you.